Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. That was amazing. Wow. We should do that more often. Hey guys, how are we all doing? Are we all alright? I don't know about you, I'm a bit exhausted. And I've not really done a lot. Um, so, fair play to everyone who's got involved in all the games. Um, I do feel sorry for Sam, though. Where's Sam? Oh, he's probably washing himself um, of, of, you know, the punishment that was undeserved. But it's all all right. So, I'm going to get right into it this morning. Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. See, this, that's the level we need all morning. Is that all right? Yeah. <sighs> Come on. I love that. Okay, so for the next month or so, we're going to be spending some time talking about money. Can everyone say money? Money, money, money. Now, for those who don't know what money is, where have you been forever? But I'm going to explain a few things about money this morning, and then I'm going to look into the Bible to help us understand money a little bit better. Is that all right? Okay, so um, money... If, if we take it at its most basic form, money is something that we use in exchange for something else. Okay, so that could be, you know, it, some people use animals. You know, I'll give you five cows for your three llamas. Um, I don't know. Um, or maybe it's banknotes. You know, maybe you go to the corner shop and you buy gold spray paint and a bunch of Oreos, and then you would give them some money in that form. Sometimes it's precious metals or stones, so gold or diamonds. Um, And other times, it's cryptocurrency nowadays, aren't we fancy? Online money. Um, I don't quite understand it, so if anybody could educate me on Bitcoin, that would be amazing. Um, But to boil it right down to the basics, we use money, whatever that is, as an exchange for something else. So I give you something and I get something back. If you uh, work, you will give your trade, you will work in exchange for something in return. Um, So that is what I'm going to take as an idea of money this morning. Is that all right? (sighs) Come on, that's great. So we give something for something back. You know, you might go down to, I was going to say Toys R Us, that's closed. But you can go down to Toys R Us in my day, and, and you, you go to Smith's. Other toy stores are available if you own a toy store. Um, you know, you, like in my day, I would go to the shop, or whatever that would be, and buy some Pokemon cards, I know. Or I would buy, um, what else would I buy? Star Wars stuff. Power, I used to have a Power Rangers suit, a yellow one. Um, so, you know, I would, I would get all my pocket money and I would get this Power Rangers suit and I'd bring it home and it was amazing. But we, you know, it had to cost me something. So this morning, we're going to spend some time looking at what the Bible says about money and a few things that we can learn from it. And this week, I'm going to be talking all about camels. Can everyone say camels? Camels. I love camels. They're great, aren't they? Um, I'm going to get back onto that in a minute. But I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story first. So about six or seven years ago, maybe a bit longer now, um, some of my friends were leaving Scunthorpe. They were leaving the area, and they came up to me and said, Sam... We really like you. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. We really like you. 
And we want to bless you with a guitar. And I've been saving up for a guitar at this point for a long time. But I wasn't old enough to work, and I couldn't really pay for it. But I was chipping away. You know, I, I had basically like a, a money box at this, at this music shop. And there was this guitar in the corner. And I'm like, one day, I'm going to buy that guitar. And, um, and this couple, they said to me, Sam, we, we want you to know that we appreciate you so much that we're going to pay off the rest of the, the guitar's balance. And I, and I thought, that is amazing. God has blessed me. And I loved that guitar. I loved it. And then over time, as a musician, you get loads of other instruments. And I actually stopped playing it for a while um, because I got that thing. And, and both of them were, were really, really great. But for some reason, I just started playing that one more. And this guitar just spent a lot of its time in its case in the corner of a room doing nothing, which is really sad. Anyway. I then felt about this time last year, God was asking me to give it away. So I've got a friend um, who lives a few hours away from here, and, and we went to Bible college together, and he, and he was mentioning how his guitar just wasn't, like, it wasn't right, there were some things going wrong with it, and, and it was going to cost him a lot of money to fix it. He's never really been able to spend money on a nice guitar. So and that, at that moment, I felt God say, you've got to give that away. But well, that's my guitar, right? Imagine, imagine you get a Ferrari. Who, who mentioned Ferrari earlier? Ruben, yeah. Imagine you get your Ferrari, Ruben, and you love it. And then God says to you, you've got to give it away, right? Imagine you've got to give your Ferrari away or whatever it is. And, and it hurts, right? Because that's mine. I want to keep it all to myself. And in this story, in this, in this example with me and my guitar, I felt really sad. But then in the end, I really felt like God said, give it away. So I gave it away. And it's now being used every week. It's now blessing people. And it's great. And this guy loves it very, very much. Now, sometimes we have to give things up because God says, give it up. Sometimes, you know, God will say, hey, that thing that you really, really like, you've got to throw it away. Well, maybe not throw it away, but you've got to get rid of it because... I want someone else to be blessed by it. Let's read the Bible together. I'm going to be reading from Mark 10, uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 28. And this is a story all about a rich, young man. And here's what it says. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him. He knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You mustn't murder. You mustn't commit adultery. You mustn't steal. You mustn't testify falsely. You mustn't cheat anyone. And you should honor your mother and father. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man... Jesus felt genuine love for him. There's still one thing you haven't done, Jesus said. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? 
This amazed them. But Jesus said again, dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. I love that word. Can everyone say astounded? Astounded. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. I love that story. I'd encourage you to read that in your own time throughout the week. Um, It's great, and it gives us a lot of stuff. It gives us a lot of things to work on in our own lives. And in the story, we've just read this. It's on the screen. In fact, it is far easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? Why, Why are we talking about camels? See, by the time that Jesus was speaking to his followers, at this time, when the, when the rich young guy comes up to him, the camel was the biggest, grumpiest animal in all of Jerusalem at this time. And what Jesus, I think, is trying to say is it's really, really difficult to enter the kingdom of God. It's, imagine trying to fit the biggest animal that you know into the smallest space. It is so difficult without God. So when Jesus talks about trying to get the camel through the eye of a needle, it does seem a bit silly because it is. That's the point that Jesus is trying to make. To be honest, it's not really about the camel. It's not really about the needle. It's not really about any of those things. You can replace the camel with anything that's massive, and you you can replace the needle with anything that is really small. I need a little bit of honesty from some of you this morning. Is that all right? Is that all right? Amazing. Thank you. So picture the scene. You're at a family barbecue. Sun's shining. Everyone's having a great time. Food's good. Family's together. Maybe you had an experience like this just after lockdown. You're all having a really, really wonderful time with the people that you care about the most. Life is as good as it could be. And then someone ruins it by getting stuck in one of these things. No. There we go. (laughs) I'm not saying this because I'm higher than you. I'm saying this because I've done it. Right? If you can't imagine what it's like to try and get the camel through the eye of a needle, try and imagine getting your dad out of one of these. Right? It's, it's impossible, right? The fire brigade come along and then you get a slap on the wrist for being really, really irresponsible because that's not for you. That's not for you. If you are over the age of, I don't know, five, six, that's not for you. Not because it's not fun. It's because you're too big for it, okay? Don't make the mistake that I made. If you're thinking, what is it like to try and get a camel through the eye of a needle? Imagine that, but that's smaller and you're bigger, Okay? Try and get yourself out of one of them. Now, I didn't see much honesty from you guys then. Is it just me? Kids, have any of your parents ever got stuck in one of them? I've heard a a couple of yeses. I'm going to have a chat with some parents at the end. 
it's impossible to get out, right? And what I think Jesus is trying to tell us through that story isn't about camels or about needles, but it's impossible to love money so, so much that you never want to let it go and still follow Jesus. It's impossible to hold on to your money so, so tightly that you can't imagine ever letting it go. It's like loving my guitar so, so much that when God says, do something with it, I'm like, no, because it's mine. Jesus is trying to say, hold on to me and not money. See, God doesn't have a problem with money. Money's okay. There's nothing wrong with money. Money can be a good thing, right? It, It pays for the things that we need it to. It's good stuff if we use it correctly. It can be really helpful, really practical, but if we love money so much, so much, that we never ever want to see our bank balance drop below a certain number, and and it's not like, you know, it's not a number just to survive, it's just, you know, this means that I'm important. I, I take my value from how much money is in my bank account. That's when the problems start, okay? That's when the problems start. So whether, whether we're whether we're the youngest person or the oldest person in the room, we can take something from that. Money is good, but not when we hold it so tightly that God can't do anything with it. It's all God's. Maybe you're feeling challenged, and that's okay. Because maybe God is saying to you right now, hey, maybe you need to be a bit, uh, a bit less strict with, with what's going on financially. Maybe you need to bless more people. Maybe you need to help more people with your money. See, when Jesus says it's easier to get a camel through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, it's like what he's really saying is, hey, friend. Hello? You can't hold on to that and me at the same time. Hello? Hey, it's me. I'm, I'm not Jesus, by the way. Just, but it's me, Jesus. If you want to follow me, you've got to drop that. You've got to drop it. Money is not supposed to be the most important thing in your life. Kids, if you've got pocket money, wonderful. But that can't be the most important thing in your life, okay? So the rich man approaches Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, what do I need to do to get eternal life? And he thinks he's got it all sorted. You know, I've obeyed the commandments. People like me. I've got money. And then he goes to Jesus and asks Jesus for something that money can't buy. What do you do then? What what do you do if you've spent all your life building something up and then you go to Jesus and and you're asking him a question because money can't fix it? And I I can guarantee that for every single one of us in this room, there will be so many times in our lives where there's going to be a question that we need answering and money can't fix it. So what do we do then? And Jesus tells him to get rid of everything that he owns and come and follow him. And he walks away really sad because he cares too much about the things that he's got. His money and his stuff. See, the rich man, I reckon he chased after money. I think, I think that's really all he cared about. And he wanted more because sometimes we feel like money fills a hole in our lives. That it, that it, it gives us something. It makes us someone that we, that we dream to be one day. But then 
at the end of that Bible passage, I read that Peter then starts to speak up and he said, Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. And we look at their stories and how their stories unfold. This is the last we see of the rich young guy. But for the disciples, it's not always been easy for them. But we can see that through their story, a life with Jesus is better than anything that money could buy. So let's make sure that we choose not to hold on to our money so tightly. But when God asks us to do something with it, we actually are willing to part with our money. In, you know, instead of holding on to our money so, so tightly, let's be generous. Let's help people in need. Maybe there are friends at school who might not be able to afford dinner, and you might be in a position where you can give a couple of pounds to help them. Maybe you see someone in the street who are, who's in need, and maybe you can do something for them. But we can't do that and hold on to it at the same time. We've got to be cheerful with our money, cheerful in the way that we give it. So I want us all to make a choice today. Is that all right? Is that all right? Okay. I want us to all make a choice. Whether we've got loads and loads of money or whether we've got not a lot of money at all, I want to let you know that God has got a better plan for your money than you do. God has got a better plan for your money than you. So I would love for you to repeat this after me. It's going to come up on the screen. Love Jesus, not money. Okay, we're going to say that again a little bit more. Love Jesus, not money. Okay, we're going to say it one more time. A little bit more effort, okay? Love Jesus, not money. Amazing. See, to love something is to devote yourself to it. You, you chase after it. You do everything for that one thing. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a thing. Whatever it is, you give your time and your energy and your effort to making that thing really important in your life. Now, we can love money like the rich man and give everything we've got to getting more money. Or we could choose to love Jesus and follow him whether we have lots of money or not. Because Jesus doesn't change. We can trust in him knowing that he's going to be the same every single day. He's always there. And when we know Jesus, we'll always have everything that we need. We'll always have everything that we need. Love Jesus, not money, because money can let us down. It leaves us wanting more. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he won't change if the stock markets crash. Jesus will still be worth following if we run out of money. Money can often lead us to a place that we don't want to go. So I want to encourage you today to love Jesus and not money. Because our love for money will always leave us wanting more. And it will always leave us trying to buy stuff that money can't buy. But instead, when we love Jesus, we will always have everything that we need. So I want to encourage, uh, to encourage, I want to encourage all of us today, including myself, Let's not chase after money. Let's chase after Jesus. Let's not chase after something that, that gets more valuable and then decreases in value and then goes up and down again when Jesus is always constant. He's always there. He's always faithful. He's always faithful. There's no interest rates on a love with Jesus. It's infinite. Jesus' love for you is infinite. So I want to encourage you today, love Jesus and not money because when you love Jesus... And you live a life following him. It might not always be easy, but you'll always have everything that you need.
So I'm just going to pray, and then I'm going to pass back over to Elena. If you could pray with me, that would be great. God, I thank you that you love each and every one of us, and I thank you that the Bible is so clear about how we should live our lives. I pray that as we've read about how we need to chase after you and not money, that that would become real to us, that we would make a choice today to, ch to chase after you instead of money, to love you instead of money, to trust you instead of money. So I ask that you would do things in our lives that are bigger than we could ever ask or imagine, that you would lead us to a good place, and, and that our love for other things would never be as important as our love for you. Help us have a wonderful day, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.